Can I be real with everybody for a second? I am super uncomfortable with how confident I feel about this football game. So let's do it. This is why Ole Miss wins against the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Rebels play the Alabama Crimson Tide Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central. We get to see the next evolution of this offense, which has a chance to be pretty explosive. And you can catch every play of the action with David Kellum and the crew on the Ole Miss Rebels hometown broadcast on Sirius XM channel 191 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast and we're going to tell you why Ole Miss is going to win this game in just a moment. But I do want to let you know that to these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right. So Ole Miss to win this game, they need to have certain things. Traditionally, whenever you look back at the history of this football game, and one of the things that Ole Miss needs to have is clearly the better quarterback. And, we live in an age where Ole Miss, when they've had clearly the better quarterback in a game, Ole Miss has won this game. Now, it might be a situation to where talent kind of takes over whenever it's close. If you look at like the Matt Corral type situation with Bryce Young, people might argue a little bit about that. But that wasn't the same as 2015 with Chad Kelly. That wasn't the same with Bo Wallace and Blake Sims. Although Blake Sims was a good quarterback, Bo Wallace was probably the better quarterback that year. It wasn't the same um, with Eli Manning with what they had. I think that may, may have been Brody Croyle um, in that time frame. Ole Miss clearly had the better quarterback and they won the game. This football game is not the most difficult thing in the world. And whenever you have such an advantage at that position, you have a chance to do some pretty special stuff. Now, Jackson Dart this year is 45 of 68, 852 yards, seven touchdowns and interceptions, and he's also ran for over 200 yards. He is an all-around type player in much the same way that we celebrated Matt Corral two years ago. We need to be celebrating Jackson Dart this year. What he is doing is real similar to what Matt Corral did, but you add like 20, 25 pounds to that frame that got Matt beat up in 2021, Jackson looks like he'll be able to sustain it. Now, the flip side, we're going to put this up, and this is his stats against the Texas Longhorns. Jalen Milrow, who is going to start this game, and I think every game this um, season for Alabama, was 14-27 for 255, two touchdowns, two interceptions against Texas. He is not a good short passer. He is not a good intermediate passer. But what he does have is a good deep ball. It will be imperative for Ole Miss to avoid the explosive plays being used against them 
in the defense. There was the play against Georgia Tech that was actually a dropped pass that for some reason did not get reviewed. But Ole Miss needs to avoid that happening. They need the explosive plays to be at a minimum. If Ole Miss can keep Alabama under 30 points in this game, Ole Miss will win this game. The only way this gets difficult for Ole Miss and gets squirrely for Ole Miss is if for some reason Jalen Milrow has a day and gets Alabama's offense over 30 points. You're going to have trouble scoring over 30 against that defense. I think if the game is in the 20s, Ole Miss is going to win. I think Ole Miss is going to, well, I'll give you the prediction in just a little bit. Um, But that's what I see. Those are the two players. Jackson Dart, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. And Jalen Milrow is probably number 14, number 12. So as long as you don't have somebody have a SEC Offensive Player of the Week type game against you at quarterback, Jalen Milrow doesn't look like the dude to do it. And they have problems on the offensive line. They have problems um, several places on the field. This is a game that is there for the taking. Now, what is going to help Jackson Dart is he's going to get some of his weapons back, allegedly. And we start with Zachary Franklin, who is the NCAA's current leader, I think the active leader in touchdown receptions, even though he has not played the first three games or something like that. Last year, he had 93 catches, 1,137 yards, 15 touchdowns for UTSA. This guy completely rewrote the record books of the roadrunner, made Frank Harris into a serviceable, really good quarterback. He has excellent ball skills. He is a contested catch measure, and everybody's looking towards the middle of the field. It's Zachary Franklin. It's going to be Trey Harris. It's going to be Caden Priestcorn. All three of those are middle-of-the-field monsters, so let's keep an eye on that as well. If you look at Caden Priestcorn, it looks like he is definitely, he's probably the best position to play and contribute a good bit in this football game. At Memphis last year, 48 catches, 602 yards, seven touchdowns. Good football player. He's an NFL tight end. And the one that we're a little bit doubtful about is Trey Harris this season. He has eight catches, 180 yards, five touchdowns. He has looked really good in the game and a drive that he played. And honestly, he has a little pre-injury Laquan to his game, which against Alabama, that comes in handy. Laquan beat Alabama twice and that is the type player that can win a matchup with, say, a Kool-Aid McKinstry. All of a sudden, that doesn't become a matchup that is advantageous to Alabama. That becomes something they have to worry about. So, now, the question is, how effective will they be? How effective will these players be for Jackson Dart? And, and I say they don't have to be overly effective, but what they have to be is a little bit of a threat. You don't have to be good all the time. You just have to make the defense worry about you doing something. If it's Trey Harris getting behind the defense, if it's Zachary Franklin, the slant routes, we have to prove that those guys will be used. So the threat of what they are, their ceiling is there. You don't need them to be the dude. You just need them to be a threat of being the dude. So the defense has to account for them because – Nick Saban is a disciple of Bill Belichick. 
And because of that, he is going to take away what you do best, whether that's Quinshawn Judkins or um, Jordan Watkins. He is going to figure out a way to take that away from you, what you need to do. He is going to take that away. If there are several options on the field, what he chooses to take away may not be the thing that saves him, if that makes sense. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. Now, also, before we get, you know, move on to the next topic, I think it's important to realize that Jackson Dart got roughed up in the game in Oxford last year. And Jackson Dart immediately following the Georgia Tech game had this quote, this game is a game our whole team is looking forward to, especially with how things ended last time we played them between all of the villainous stuff that happened on the field, all of the missed calls, and having a ball in the air at the end of the game to beat an Alabama team with Bryce Young at quarterback, with Will Anderson playing defense. This is not that Alabama team. You have a confident group of Ole Miss players that knows they can play with those guys. So they are going to be up for it, and they'll have in the back of their mind this whole situation that happened with Dallas Turner. You know what Alabama is, and you know what to expect of them. All of us the kids have seen Alabama at the top, and we're really excited for the challenge next week. It's a top, top, absolutely fantastic quote from Jackson Dart. We have a situation over the next two weeks. Jackson Dart has a chance to emerge, like literally emerge, to where the month of October is talking about him. That is on the table. It's also on the table is just a very good quarterback. The question is, can he get the win at Alabama? Because this is this is going to be a gold standard type of game for Jackson Dart, okay? It doesn't matter that Alabama might be down this year. That win is going to be difficult. Alabama's a seven-point favorite. It's been a stable line. Normally, that grows over the course of the week, but that gives you an idea what the public's doing at the moment. But it, it's going to be a big game. And the next week is a will be a absolutely monstrous game. And if you come through that unscathed, you start to have New York dreams. There's stuff that you can do that not many quarterbacks in the history of almost football has ever done. Some have, not many of them. So I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right team for your team faster and for free. Now, we are all familiar with how to set up a social media profile. We've all done it now. Like Most social medias are like 20 years old. Setting up that profile has become second nature, but this is where it's a little different with LinkedIn. You can set up um, your profile and put on it a ha purple hashtag hiring frame. And you can spread the word that you are in fact hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You know, 
whenever you hire the right team member, just like when you hire the right coach, is so important for your team. If you hire the right guy, he can take you to the playoffs. If you hire the wrong guy in three years, you're going to be hiring another guy. That's the way it works. This is why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. The show is also brought to you by DoorDash. You know, you're missing syrup for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer. With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. And I'm I'm a big fan of what DoorDash does. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites and now you can get that grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find that the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them out yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with zero delivery on eligible orders with Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app, best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. It's a limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20. No minimum subtotal. Zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Don't forget that code. Locked on college for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Heck, you might be able to find DoorDash and get some Stewart's Dill pickles whenever you do that. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. Anyway, I do want to let you know that college football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 to 1 Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, the answer conference rivalry games, the go-in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On hosts covering their team every day. I'll be on there a little bit later on today, actually, talking about the Ole Miss-Alabama game. You can find Locked On college football kickoff live every Friday from 11 to 1 Eastern time on any Locked On college YouTube channel. You will not want to miss this. So we talked in the first segment about what this means for Jackson Dart. And I don't think it can be understated exactly what this means and what having Jackson Dart is going to mean in this football game. We all expect this to be different. But this is a weird dynamic with Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding and all of that. And you have a situation where Lane Kiffin is acting like he is going to win the game. He has seen something on film. He is undoubted. If his team executes the way that he wants them to execute, Lane Kiffin feels like he's going to win the game. He has pretty consistently trolled Alabama throughout the week. 
he even had a Taylor Swift um, troll that was Castle's Crumbling, which was, you know, interesting. And if you've got this article from Dan Wetzel from Yahoo, college football's troll king has been busy this week. First, Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin suggested that Nick Saban had secretly changed defensive coordinators at Alabama, which Lane Kiffin absolutely did that. Then, upon Saban's annoyed denial of such a move, he claimed that someone within the Crimson Tide football office confirmed it to their friends on the Ole Miss staff, regardless of what Saban said publicly. This is all designed to create a freedom frenzy. It is a true troll. If you look at what he does on Twitter, he's doing it in real life as well. After upsetting that apple cart, and perhaps sending Saban on a mission to smoke out the leaker within the program, Kiffin decided to take to Twitter and just randomly, for no reason at all, offer up to all of his followers the Taylor Swift's concert video, the song, Castle's Crumbling. And the first lines of that is all about uh, basically a dynasty going down. So Lane Kiffin is acting like he is going to win this football game. I trust Lane Kiffin in this situation, but he is acting like he is going to win the football game. We go on, and it says, that's not Kiffin, though. That's never been Kiffin. It's not that he can't help himself. It's that he believes this is how he helps himself. And this is important. This is the stuff that I talked to yesterday about Luke Robinson and the art of war type stuff, where if your enemy is annoyed, make him more annoyed. Um, And... Kiffin is very good at creating chaos. He created chaos with the Oakland Raiders and Tennessee Vols. If anything, he was too restrained when he coached USC. At FAU and Ole Miss, he's returned to form as a disruptor. It's helped him win 22 of his last 26 games. And if Ole Miss wins this game, by the way, he'll have the best four-year start, most wins in a four-year period in Ole Miss history over Johnny Vault. And that that's actually a big deal. Um. But it's helped him win 22 of his last 30 games and construct a very strong roster of capable of serious SEC contention this year. Yes, this is a serious roster. I've been telling you this for six months. It's why in a news conference about Alabama defensive coordinator Kevin Steele, Kiffin claimed that upon watching game footage, it looked like Steele had been demoted in favor of cornerbacks coach Traveris Robinson. Kiffin says... It seems like there's been a change there. I don't know what happened after the Texas game, but you know our guys watching the TV copy schematically in this last game. It certainly seems like T-Rob is calling the new defense. All of this stuff is interesting. This is very Art of Wary type stuff. And Kiffin is doing this. He would not poke the bear if he thought the bear could bite, really bite back. If there was a situation to where Georgia – whenever it was, 2009, the Mark Rick um, blackout game that they did against Alabama where they kind of poked the bear and everybody talked about what's going on and Alabama ended up winning that game 35 to nothing or something like that. I think if Kiffin thought that that was a possibility, I don't know if he would do this. But if you look at what he actually says publicly about how Alabama is the best college football team on the planet in the last 15 years and Brandon Denny's the toughest place to play ever and overly complimenting Alabama. And we talked to Luke Robinson yesterday and he said, Hey, 
whenever you do that, that's kind of disrespecting the tide, even publicly by respecting them too much, which a, I, I think this whole situation has gotten out of hand, but it shows how much it means to Lane Kiffin to win this game, how much this week looks different than his normal week coaching football. He's fired up about this. He wants to beat the GOAT. And Nick Saban is the greatest of all time. Don't let anybody tell you any different. He wants to win that game, especially since his buddy just did it. Now, a lot of the stuff they did is coming off the Norm Chow football tree, okay? Back when they were both at USC, a lot of their concepts and things are built based off of what Norm Chow did. They used athletic tight ends. They used um, speedy wide receivers that made a little bit of hay against the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we'll see if a lot of the same stuff can be done. Quinn Ewers and Jackson Dart, that's pretty close to a wash uh, in the quarterback department. You have the better running back probably in this game. You have um, better wide receivers, better tight ends. Um, Defensively is going to be a fight, but your elite offense – is going against their great defense. Their okay offense is going against your okay defense. This matchup is in a place that Lane Kiffin should be. He should feel pretty good about winning this football game. And we'll see exactly how that goes. Today's show, though, I do want to let you know that it is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It is America's number one sportsbook. And you can snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including Alabama's, they're currently favored by seven, and the over-under is at 55 and a half. But if you're looking for value, it may be the Ole Miss money line at plus 210 if you're looking at that game. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, it's an official partner of the NFL. Do also want to let you know that you need to check out Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles. It's time to get locked on pickles. Stewart's Cajun Pickles. That is, they're offering a variety of Cajun spice products like pickles, green beans, okra, and even carrots and asparagus. This is a family-owned company, homemade on the coast of Mississippi. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles has been pleasing pickle lovers for over 20 years now, and it has become the South's favorite pickle. These are truly the best pickles you will ever have, a strong dill flavor with a Cajun punch, with no over-sour taste. This being a small business, they try to keep all the produce fresh and local from the start, keeping the final pickle product extra crisp and crunchy. You can find these pickled products online at pickledstore.com or at your local Rouse's Market market or other stores along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, actually just the Gulf Coast, and other southern stores near you. Be sure to like Stewart's Cajun Deal product on Facebook and Instagram. Try these pickles, okra, and beans today. You will not be disappointed. Stewart's Cajun Deal Pickles, the South's favorite pickle. 
All right, the Rebels play the Alabama Crimson Tide Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central. We get to see the next evolution of this offense, and you can catch all the action with every play with David Kellum and the crew on Ole Miss's hometown broadcast network on Channel 191 on the SXM app, searching Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. So let's get to the third thing, and this is kind of a review, and this will kind of be a quick segment um, because we're already up at about 25 minutes. So if you look at what we talked about earlier in the week, these were the keys that I thought um, were important in this game. And one, Jackson Dart, his play in the game will be the most important thing if Ole Miss beats Alabama. Do not get beat by the helmet and reputation. That happened in 2022. Heck. If you think back to when Romero Miller was a senior and Eli was playing there, when they went into Bryant Denny Stadium, they dropped a game 45 to 7 and 42 to 7. They got beat by three and eight in Alabama team, just completely curb stomped because they got beat by the helmet and reputation because you're playing against Alabama. It just is. And don't let um, Milrow or Buckner or Simpson, whoever's in there at quarterback, it's going to be Milrow, but don't let them get comfortable. If you look at the what to watch for against Alabama, you've got Ole Miss getting their weapons back. You know, what is the expectation of each of them? We told you all that during the first segment. Um, the defense is going to do well in the red zone. How can it grow? We talked about um, the need for eliminating explosive plays. Do not let explosives happen against Alabama. And this is a program game for the Ole Miss Rebels. This is that corner game. You always hear people talk. This we're we're close to turning the corner. We're close to turning the corner. This is the corner game. If you want Ole Miss to be an upper upper echelon team in the SEC, Ole Miss needs to win this game. Otherwise, you're looking at you know middle of the pack, which is fine. It's a decent bowl. I mean, you're going to do all that. But if you want Ole Miss to compete for for Atlanta, if you want Ole Miss to compete. Pete for the playoff and all that that we claim that we want to happen, Ole Miss wins this game. And there's not really any argument that be had against it. This is one of those, if not now, if not when, or if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now, basically. So if you look at the predictions that I have in the game, this is my final score prediction. I think Jackson Dart is going to have a great day, leadership-wise, and everything. And Ole Miss is going to win the game 27-21. to 21. Um, I think if Alabama gets in the 30s, they need, they need to play fairly well defensively. I know there's some problems on that side of the ball, but if you can keep, um, keep Alabama to where Georgia Tech and Tulane – and those teams usually scored because Ole Miss has been pretty good in the red zone. If they can force field goals in the red zone and do things like that, they will be all right. I do think that Ole Miss will be able to come out. Caden Davis is a weapon that Ole Miss can use in this game. Now, if you look at the betting line, at the time of recording, um, Ole Miss was underdog by seven points. The over-under was at 55 and a half. Um, so that's courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's really interesting, but that is why Ole Miss is going to win the football game. I just explained to you. And the main reason is going to be Jackson Dart. Ole Miss wins this game when they have clearly a better quarterback than the other team. Alabama usually has a pretty good quarterback calling the shots. When Ole Miss has a clearly better quarterback, Ole Miss wins this game. 
Hasn't happened very often, but it's happening right now. And Alabama, and like I said, everybody needs to keep in mind that if a team of four and five stars rise up and play like a team of four and five stars, it's going to be a hard task for Ole Miss. That can absolutely happen. I think Alabama has 73 players that are rated as blue chip on their roster out of the 85. If they decide to rise up, it could get difficult. It could get hairy. But if we are looking at what we have seen through three games, and that is enough of a sample size to have an opinion on it. If the team that came out against Middle Tennessee, Texas, and South Florida comes out and that same team shows up against Ole Miss, Ole Miss is going to win the football game. So, like I said, I am uncomfortable with how confident I am about this football game. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. Anyway, tonight we're going to have Tom Vanderford. He's going to do his thing. Tomorrow we'll have John Macon Gillespie in the pregame show. And in the postgame show, we will either vent or celebrate extremely hardcore. It should be a lot of fun. Anyway, till tomorrow, hotty toddy.